0: Welcome to the factual Forecast, a look at the week's biggest stories, and what they mean from the editors at Facto. I'm Jimmy Levis. Today is January 20th, and in this week's forecast we've got Beijing tightening travel requirements, foreign troops leaving Kazakhstan, a meeting of Lebanon's government, England scrapping its Plan B coronavirus rules, and an update on North Korea's recent missile tests. You can also read about these stories and more in our weekly newsletter you can find a link to in the show notes travelers headed to china's capital city beijing are about to encounter another hurdle starting saturday visitors will be required to take a coronavirus test within 72 hours of arrival the new requirement which is expected to be in effect through march comes as the city confirmed its first case of the omicron variant this week chinese authorities allege the beijing case and another in Shenzhen, were imported through international express mail. Meanwhile, China is sticking with its zero-tolerance coronavirus policy, with more than 20 million people on lockdown across the country. Now, the new testing rule also comes as the city is just weeks away from hosting the 2022 Winter Olympics. Of course, travel to China is already restricted from certain countries, and travelers also have to show two negative tests taken within 48 hours of travel. Forces with the Russia-led Collective Security Treaty Organization, also known as the CSTO, are set to complete their withdrawal from Kazakhstan by Sunday. They were deployed there earlier this month in response to nationwide protests. Russian officials said they would pull out all of their troops from Kazakhstan by midweek, and Kazakh President Kasim Jomart Takayev said no foreign troops will remain in the country after Sunday. The withdrawal began last Thursday after what Kazakh officials called the completion of an, quote, anti-terrorist operation after violent protests across the country. Now, the United States criticized the deployment as potential overreach in Russia's influence over the region, but the Kyiv said involving the CSTO troops was justified. Russian President Vladimir Putin, for his part, praised the work of the troops, saying the practice of using their armed forces will be studied further. Lebanon's divided government is set to meet Monday for the first time in three months. The meeting comes as the country faces an economic collapse, ranked by the World Bank in the top ten, possibly top three most severe crises episodes globally since the mid-19th century. Lebanon is short on food and fuel, its currency is in freefall, its people divided along sectarian lines, and its politicians, as deadlocked as they've ever been since the 2019 Beirut port explosion, that killed more than 200 people and injured thousands more. Billionaire Najib Makati, appointed as caretaker prime minister until elections can be held in May, has been unable to slow the decline, continuing to manifest itself in the form of national power outages, protesters attacking banks, and armed clashes over resources. Now, the government meeting comes after ministers representing the militant group Hezbollah and its ally, Amal Movement, agreed to end a boycott after being investigated in the port explosion. Makati has been holding talks with the International Monetary Fund, so it's possible the Cabinet could make progress towards securing a loan. A loan that may ease economic pressure and prevent the country from falling apart until Election Day. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson is expected to scrap England's so-called Plan B rules on Wednesday, as coronavirus infections continue to fall from their December peak. The British government introduced the Plan B rules, which include work-from-home guidance and mandatory face masks, in early December. The measures were rolled out due to concerns over the impact of the more infectious Omicron coronavirus variant on the country's health service. Health Secretary Sajid Javid said hospital admissions are now beginning to slow, while Conservative Party co-chair Oliver Dowden said data to support lifting measures looked encouraging. Now, Prime Minister Johnson is also reportedly working on a longer-term strategy for living with coronavirus, which would scrap the legal requirement to self-isolate. The plan, reportedly dubbed Operation Save Big Dog, comes as Johnson seeks to shift the emphasis towards his government's achievements during the pandemic and away from allegations that he and other staff attended multiple parties in breach of coronavirus rules. Our last item for this forecast is on North Korea's recent missile launches. For more on that, I recently spoke with factual Editor Vivian Wang. Hi Vivian. Hi Jimmy. Hey, so North Korea has recently been in the news after launching some missiles into the sea. But that's not that unusual for them, right? Why so much attention this time?
1: Yeah, missile launches definitely aren't a new thing for North Korea, but it's pretty unusual for them to conduct so many in such a short period of time, at least in recent years. Through the beginning of the pandemic, there were barely any, but last September, they conducted four tests within the month, including their first ever hypersonic missile test. Now we're less than a month into 2022, and there have been another four tests this January, including two more hypersonic missiles.
0: Do we know where they're launching these missiles from? And for that matter, do we know where they're landing?
1: The recent tests were fired from a few different places, mostly in the northern part of North Korea. Uh, one of the tests actually involved the missiles launched from a train. They all generally land in the ocean east of the country. There is a big rock there they like to target fairly often.
0: You said something about hypersonic missiles. Are these just particularly fast missiles or something?
1: Yeah, uh, so they're hypersonic, so they are faster than the speed of sound. But experts say they're actually more notable for their maneuverability than their speed. Um, this, along with North Korea's apparently a renewed focus on short-range ballistic missiles, show they might be focusing on improving their capacity to evade missile defense systems in the region.
0: How have the U.S. and others reacted to these new launches?
1: The U.S. has reacted with individual sanctions on North Korean nationals, and they're pursuing more in the U.N. Uh, They're claiming the launches are a violation of Multiple Security Council resolutions that ban North Korea from developing or testing ballistic missiles or nuclear devices. Um, Japan and South Korea have condemned the launches as well.
0: And there were some immediate reactions to one of the hypersonic launches too, correct? I think I saw some flights were even affected. What was that all about? How did that happen?
1: During one of the launches, actually, the Federal Aviation Administration issued a brief ground stop at airports across the U.S.'s west coast, stopping flights. Though they haven't actually confirmed whether the missile launch was the reason why they did that.
0: I guess my last question, and you know, maybe one of the more important ones, is what should folks be watching for next?
1: So obviously more potential launches, but also watch for how those launches and rising tensions might affect regional developments. Um, The Winter Olympics are coming up next month in Beijing. South Korea is holding a presidential election in March. The U.S. has midterm elections this year. Um, The weapons tests aren't necessarily held in reaction to those events, since experts say they're actually planned out long term, but they're still definitely used as diplomatic leverage for North Korea.
0: Well, I know you'll be keeping an eye on the region for us and you know, I trust you'll let us know if there's any important updates. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for your time.
1: Thanks for having me on, Jimmy.
0: Take care. Today's episode was produced with work from myself and fellow Factual editors of Maad, Ahmed Namatala, and Sophie Perrier. Our interview featured editor Vivian Wang, and our music comes courtesy of Andrew Gospie. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Factual Forecast. We publish our forward-looking podcast each Thursday to help you get a jump start on the week ahead. You can, of course, subscribe for free. And if you have feedback, suggestions, or events we've missed, drop us a note by emailing hello at factual.com.